Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. And now your host, Kyle Ruff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Jumping in. Welcome to the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. We're back. Woo. Woo. <laughs> I think our last episode was 24 days ago or something like that. Rough. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, I am your host, you again, Kyle Ruff. Joining me to my right is Jared Morrill. Say hello. What's going on, people? And to his right, my left, Mr. Drew McElhenney. Ahoy, hoy. Hoy, hoy, hoy. So, yeah, it was um, the studio, much like uh, P. Diddy shut down when he didn't get his Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> Was closed because I had COVID and so did everybody else. Yep. <laughs> I had COVID. Drew had the COVID. I had the COVID. Kendra I, had the COVID. I had the oh, COVID. Oh, Kendra got it? A while ago. Well, you had it a while ago. Yeah. Well, Kendra, I'll just come right out and say it right at the beginning. This is all Kendra's fault. Yeah. Kendra is the super spreader. Oh, you guys are making out with her too. Yeah. 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 Well, no, Wait, I didn't what? even get that. She just like gave me a beer. Oh, she, she spit in my something. face. I thought. Well, yeah. Well, that makes sense because she hates you. That's kind of how she does it. Yeah. She's a, she's a spitter. <laughs> she's dirty like that. She's, she's, she's a spitter. She's, she's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, I'm not a spitter. Yeah. She's a sexy little llama. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in the proportionality. Yeah. Some kind I was going to say in the neck, but yeah. Some kind of a hooved creature. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we love you. Yes, we love you. Just yeah, judging, yeah, by sure. her, judging by her dance moves that she's hooved and not footed. Oh, she definitely had hooves on that night. Holy yeah. hell. You might have heard before. Is this like an Elaine Bennis type dance? Yeah. Well, she's, I mean, the, the, the point modern is that version. she can't dance. Yeah. And everyone knows it. Yeah. yeah. Kendra's a terrible dancer. Yeah. Terrible dancer. Reference she's right. point. Well, white of course, people are bad dancers. That's a fact. I mean, but some within the white people pool of shitty dancers are better than others. Yeah. And, you know. Well, I mean, there's always a top of the shit list. I mean, right. And there may or may not have been a giant crowd of people who all agreed that I'm better than Kendra. She and, I, she and myself are both String Cheese Incident fans. And there's a that reason. Because String Cheese Concerts is the place where a white person can dance their ass off <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and feel completely comfortable yes. doing it. Because everybody else fast. sucks just as bad at you at yeah. dancing. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, yeah, I don't look as bad as that guy. But you do. Secretly. But, you do. but everyone's too so high to realize either. it. Yeah, that's the other one, too. Their eyes are all shut. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone's on Molly, everyone's dancing great. That's the one thing I forgot to do before this podcast. Get Molly? High. No, get high. I was going to say, wait, wait, we got Molly, dude? I mean, <laughs> that could have made it for a really fun show. We could. Could find some really quick. Hey, I'm looking for Molly. I know multiple people. So you come out of COVID and you just start snorting Molly. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's how you clear your sinuses. She after got the so upset. She's like, I hate when you sniff me. <laughs> I just <laughs> fucking oh. Molly. The the picture I just got in my head was really creepy. <laughs> some poor chick named Trust Molly me. sitting on a park bench and, and Drew coming and, up behind and, her. No, and, you and just and go through her thigh, just <laughs> yeah, straight up to the crotch, buddy. Just, Absolutely. <laughs> It's like like there's like an invisible line like going up her thigh, but you just are sniffing the air. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. you just want to get that. Yeah, Molly I got a fat whiff. gator tail, Molly. <laughs> I was just, just wondering if she's in heat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we were about to go camping, and I was concerned about bears, so I had to check. That's a what movie is that? From? That's an Anchorman. Anchorman, fuck. I knew that. <laughs> hey, hey, easy, man. We're on air here. 
Yeah, right. I mean, God. shit. Sorry. Watch yeah, your like, fucking no mouth. Reasons. We're coming back after a month. We got to make a good impression for the children. We're like Wu Tang. It's for the children. Fair now, enough. now we can't act like we're all tough and stuff because we all had pretty minor symptoms. Yeah, we're all a bunch of. Well, that does that make us tough or not tough? Well, we didn't have to go through anything. It makes our immune system tough, but we didn't actually have to like mentally or physically be tough. Yeah. I mean, my Call of Duty character is a lot tougher now. That's true. Just I watched a lot of Netflix. <laughs> what was what was your <laughs> on, uh, What was your favorite thing you watched on Netflix and your least favorite thing? Oh man, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're getting into it. Oh, Come on, dude. Man. Dude, I, I watched I, the shittiest shit. You can't. Yeah. What did you watch? I watched The Crown. What is The Crown? It, Oh, about uh, Prince, uh, Prince uh, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, uh, yes. Okay, and uh, started it from the beginning, and I mean they're each an hour long, and you know I think the first season's like thirteen episodes, fourteen episodes. So it's like fourteen hours. That's I mean, yeah. So I only made it through maybe like three seasons because after a while it's, it's just <laughs> like I can't right, watch any more of this. I think there's it's still going. Really? Yeah, really? it's still going. I always see that like uh, like occasionally on like the Netflix like originals thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know, but. And then I started watching uh, House of Cards because I never watched it when Ugh. it was all popular. Dude, so I started that. that. That I I never watched the last season. I heard it was dumb. I just shit. watched one, and I'm halfway through two. Right but like now. the middle seasons, they had like yeah. two and three. Phenomenal. I've never seen it. That's the Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Dude, Kevin yeah. Spacey is so, so so good. In that fucking show. It's weird, though, because now that the truth is out about him, when you watch him on film now, yeah. you can just look at him and go, I can totally see well, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can see him Dude. in his Beverly Hills mansion wearing like an all silk robe yes. with a cigarette yes. and a big cigarette, long yeah, cigarette the, holder. Like the yeah. plastic holder. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, calling his little slave servant boy over to bring him a cocktail. Oh, the pool. yeah. Like grabbing on totally cocks see. on movie yeah, sets. You can movie sets, see yeah. it, man. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, that's before like I knew it. I didn't see that. But now I can see it. Dude, uh, I've, I was not surprised. At yeah, all. I wasn't. Same I've, with like like Woody Allen, like like weird shit. Came yes. About Woody Allen. It's like, who's honestly surprised? Well, like, you know what I mean? Every good like, actor. This guy's a weird ass dude. And it doesn't mean he's not good at whatever he does. Right. But we're all not surprised. He's a weird ass dude. And it's like you almost have to be a weird fucking deviant freak to put on performances as well as Kevin Spacey. Does. It's true. Well, you it's know? like if someone was like, oh, yeah, uh, Joaquin Phoenix likes to only fuck chicks in wheelchairs. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like every good actor, well, I feel who like. Who doesn't? Can you imagine how many different directions you can bend them? You could hang them over the shower rod. Just, the tires get in the way. <laughs> I don't. It's just weird. Oh, no. You got to take them out <laughs> of the chair. Dude. That's just. Oh. No, you just kind of hold them the bottom. You got to have auto That's insurance do. to do it in the chair. <laughs> Put it up on like one of those jacks when you get your like a lift. Your, yeah, like when you get your tires rotated. Yeah, you it's, like, it's the wheelchair version of a sex swing. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, uh, a sex piston. My sister's in a wheelchair. Oh, that's another thing. So I've been oh. making wheelchair cracks my entire life. Oh, great! That's fantastic. That's in fact, the, the yes. joke about hanging him over a shower rod is actually her joke. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yeah, from a long, long time ago. Oh yeah, so you know she can take it though. Oh, my family, yeah. Trust me, my fa- my humor is not just me. Son of a senator, <laughs> oh, you gotta have a sixth sense of humor. Yeah, my my, fa- my <laughs> when I get together with my three sisters, it's usually quite an interesting scene. No, I, <laughs> I, I believe it. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, you actually speaking of like family, like I come from a pretty weird family. I was telling you some stuff yeah, in the kitchen uh-huh. that we were talking about, yeah. but like I come from a weird family. But I feel like you come from a pretty. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You come from a pretty pretty plain family. Comparatively um, speaking. 
Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. My family is like, it was one thing I didn't notice until I got older. I was like, my family's full of like relatively normal, intelligent people. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Mine and, are on, on p- paper. If you look at them, you're like, oh, these are normal people. But when you get to know us, yeah. our humor is, <laughs> is pretty fucked up. Right. You know? Yeah, but sure. that's like the, that's the best part about it. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things about my family is like we all have kind of fucked up senses of humor and yeah. we don't care. Yeah, that's how my family is. And, and th- that's why they love my comedy and that I'm doing comedy. Because yeah. for I mean, I remember when uh, a couple of years ago when I first started doing stand-up comedy and I put on Facebook, I was like, oh, I'm doing stand-up comedy. And my sister was the first one to reply back. She's like, you've been doing it your whole life. <laughs> you know? been, She's yeah. like, you've been, every time we go out to dinner, you're like on show. You know? Yeah. And so. I thought more as a sister thinks you'd comment something like, why you're not funny. Well, I <laughs> know <laughs> they, they are my biggest critics and, and they, they've, uh, especially the one, uh, Jenna, who's the one in the wheelchair. She's, she's the one who said, you still haven't done a set on your stand up comedy yet. That is, to your level of comedy she's like you still haven't done it yet and so i she's right and that's how i know like i haven't hit my stride yet because Mm. she's like no nope i know you and you're funny like you make me cry and i watch some of your stand-up comedy and it's like "Eh, it's funny like you got good jokes and stuff she's like but you're not drew yet when you find yeah. Drew, then you're gonna be really, really, really funny. For sure, that's I feel the, like we've all probably like. Our I think that's probably moment. most everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. it'll be like your oh, biggest yeah. moment of like killing. Yeah. Or like, like, like the biggest laugh you ever got. Like, uh, there's probably a certain points. There's probably a certain success point where you're like, I recall that of being on stage as opposed to like a time with my friends. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? C- Caitlin Cook told me that. Uh, you know, Shout they, out to Caitlin Cook, friend of the show. Yeah, she she said to me that the the saying around the biz is that it takes about five years for you to find your comedic voice. Yeah, yeah. and she goes, I don't know if it's finding your comedic voice; it's just getting back to just being you. Because yeah. when you start out, you're trying to be a comedian. Yes, and it's the difference between trying to be a comedian and being a comedian. Yeah, right? exactly. and I think that's where, like, when you watch someone like Sean Patton. When you watch him perform, and I sit there and I go, "Dang, he's so it's so smooth, it's you so know? natural." It's like yet, a new, it's like yet, a brand new thought. But when you see him, he's a he's a mess for a half hour, forty minutes before the show. He's behind the scenes, walking yeah. back and yeah. forth, going. He's not just like walking up there like people would think. Oh, he does this a thousand times. He just walks up there, right. and does it? No, he's he's back there making sure he's got his stuff yeah. down. I mean, but sure, when he does it, it comes out natural. It comes yes. out like yes. he is just doing it. Natural. Sure, and that's the key. I, th- I my sis, I think what my sister's getting at me about is she's like, I can still I can still tell that you're trying to do jokes. Like yeah. you've written jokes and you're trying to go up and do those jokes. Right. And she's like, and they're funny and it's, it's great. She's like, but you're still just not where I expect you to be. So yeah. She's my toughest critic. Nice. Well, it's good to have those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's good to have people who like are like, yeah, that was okay. You know? Yeah. Which is like, for me, that's mostly me. Like every time I watch, every time I watch any of my stuff, I'm like, I could have done oh, everything. Could have been better. I hate, hate listening to my sets. Well, yeah. that that makes the rest of us. We we all hate what listening yeah. to I mean, too. I mean, I you got I, to. But. I felt like for the first six months, I felt bad for you guys, but you know that kind of wore off because who gives a shit? 
<laughs> it's it's tough, man. Certainly, and those uh, my videos because now that I got my little setup, I record oh, yeah. all our my sets. Yeah. And, uh, but the 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 comedy in the park ones are just hard for me to watch. Oh, dude. they're just hard for me to watch because you can't hear anybody laughing. Everybody's so far yeah. away, yeah, I know. masked up. You can't hear anything, and so you just sound like some weird dude in the park, just spouting off some crazy right? stuff. I tried to. Some of them, some of them turned out better than others, with like having mics in the crowd. Like yeah. normally, like like Spencer would have his field recorder that was hooked directly into the thing, and then I would try to edit in just the camera that was on, or the the microphone on the stationary camera in the back. And like it was real hit or miss as to whether or not it was actually useful. Yeah. You know. But yeah, there's lots of times I'm like, I remember that getting a lot more laughs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard at least four more laughs on that. <laughs> Dude, I still I still have like moments where I'll go up on stage and not real or like I'll come off and be like, What the fuck just happened? Oh yeah. You blank out. All the time. Yeah, I black out all the time too. <laughs> like, I think that's very common. I yeah, and like it doesn't matter if it's a good set or a bad set. Like, there's no way to tell. Like, if I'm gonna just forget what happened, it's just sometimes I get up there and I'm like, I don't remember what I said. Oh man, like, they, I have no fucking. And then, clue. and then when the yeah. ones where I do, where I'm not, when I don't black out, are sometimes my worst. When when we yeah. did the chief theater living room sessions thing together, mm, yeah, um, with uh, Matt Newland. That I and I, I said that that's probably my worst show. That was probably my biggest my biggest flop. And uh, when I got off, all I could remember I mean I remembered everything for one thing, but it also seemed like the lights in the chief theater were like an interrogation light. Like it was so bright and like so literally intense, on the spot. It was like yeah. like actually affecting me. And and I was like, I don't remember that being a problem before. <laughs> but it could have been just because I was just flopping so bad that the light just seemed extra bright. Yeah. You know? That's possible. Yeah. I remember well, I remember thinking, because uh, that was the first show that you and I did, uh, that any of us really did. In an actual theater, yeah, indoors since the, since the COVID stuff, yeah. And I remember being like, like the 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 feeling of looking out and seeing the audience, and like there's that when you're on stage, you can see the audience, but they're all kind of like dimly lit, so you can like half see them. Yeah, I was like, oh, like this is a thing. Like I don't know, it was just like a weird, like almost like a nostalgic kind of reaction. Is like, oh, like I, forgot I can half this. see people. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of cool. I, I don't know. Like I was almost like more comfortable. I was like, oh, I'm back to like the way things used to be. Oh, yeah. see, I like bright lights like that because if I can't see people looking at me, if I can just hear the laughter or hear a little bit of laugh, well, that was probably or, there was no. Or well, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say though, even if I hear dead silence, like I base it off of. What I hear, not what I see at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you notice, but I'll I pace around if I stand up and not sit on the stool. I look down or I look away from the crowd. I don't. I'm weird about it. It's all audio to me. It's not. There's no visual involved. Yeah, I don't know. That's. A, I think that's probably just the thing that comes with uh, doing it more and being more comfortable. Though. Yeah. You know. That's my next step is uh, crowd work. Yeah. That's my next step. I just can't. I can't do it. You know. I, uh, I was. I, I've been. Just listening to a ton of stand-up comedy over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and I, this this guy was telling a story about you know being out in public and someone says something to him and they and he's like you know being a comedian, have to be fast on your feet, 
you know, that's, you know, I went blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, see, that's the difference. <laughs> I'm a comedian who's really slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what'd you say, wait, man? Wait, wait, let me process that. I'll get back to you on a comeback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two minutes later, you're like, no, you're fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, that would have yeah. killed a minute and forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, of, right. Or a minute and forty five seconds. Go ago. back in time. Pretend I said that. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try to um I try to dip toes in a little bit. Like That's why I can't do I can't do I can't I, as I'm a huge I'm a huge stoner. I mean, for, <laughs> at least for the last twenty five years, just a regular. You're definitely like, not a thin stoner. Multi multi <laughs> times during the day <laughs> smoker, and I cannot smoke weed. Yeah, and do comedy. I cannot oh, do dude, it. Oh, dude, the worst. I can't get on stage. Stone. That sounds I like literally my nightmare. Well, <laughs> I can't do it. It's horrible. I get up there and I'm, I've tried it a few times and it was. Do you get bad. Do you yeah. get panicky or do you just not? Like, can't a, remember my jokes. Yeah, can't well, remember anything. It's one and the same, really. I get me. up there well, and I'm no, like, like, oh shit, what were my jokes today? <laughs> well, like some some people would get like state like more stage fright when they're high and shit. I went. I think I went to Barley High twice last year, and I was like, "This is the worst idea ever" because I couldn't remember a fucking thing. Yeah, like it's, I can see that. What's Barley High. That's where that's where you go to high school if you want to learn about yeah. brewing yeah. beer. Is it really? Or are you fucking with me? No, yeah, I, I went, went to the Barley I went Bar. To the Barley. That place that we all oh, go you went to, to the do the comedy. Barley High. You Got fucking it. burnout. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Speaking of smoking weed. So, like, how much is a semester at this place, <laughs> man? Sounds good, man. What are the cheerleaders yeah, making Barley man. High? Right. You're nice and fat. <laughs> Fast times at Barley High. <laughs> everyone's just hammered all the time. <laughs> yeah, just it's like the Waterboy cheerleaders, but everyone. The funny, <laughs> see, the funny thing is, is I loved doing st- open mic at the Barley. Yeah, it was I so know, tiny, and it was not really the most ideal place for stand up. But for some reason, I just really had a, always had a good. It was, I was always yeah, I was always happy there. Yeah, yeah. I liked the I liked the guys Justin and Rob and everybody that runs the place. Like yeah, yeah. I just enjo- I just enjoyed being there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now they're great. I love that place. And like I don't know what it is. I think it's like the combination of just the like decor and the lighting. Yeah, and just the whole ambiance there. It's just great. You I don't know, know what it, it is. It was also when we were. All real green, yeah. just all yeah. real, just starting out. And, and it was some of our first big ones where it was like a big enthusiastic crowd. Well, and I think also you know? a lot of yeah. it too that made it real easy for me was that it was you know maybe ten or fifteen people sitting directly in front of us that were there for the comedy. Yeah, but there'd be thirty, forty people in the bar that could care less. Right, and it made it easy because I just felt like no one was even listening. Yeah. So it was like, dude, I could just say anything I want, <laughs> you know. And then you started screaming the n word, and we're like, Drew, no. Yeah, well, yeah. you can't say anything you want. Hey, come on, it's comedy. What, <laughs> can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah, man. The whole race thing, man. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah, Drew had a sour experience. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, yeah, I can't. I. You know, that's what open mic is for. Right? Yes, right. And I working through some took, shit. One of those jokes from that night and used it at that schmiggity yeah, show. Yeah, you did. I did, and I and I cut it down, and I f- I found a better way to do the joke. Yeah. Um, about Asian drivers and about you know why do why do black people get upset when when white people say that they like watermelon because like who the fuck doesn't like, who like, fuck doesn't like, like yeah, <laughs> who the fuck doesn't like watermelon? Delicious. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, in fact, actually, I think it's more racist that they 
think that that's racist because if they think the biggest insult that a white person can come up with is that you like delicious fruit. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's like that's like thinking we're only as good as, at insults as we are at dancing. And that, <laughs> yeah, right. And, that, and, and that's not the way the original joke worked. But I did it that night at the whiskey company. Yeah. And I tweaked it a little bit, and it came out funny sure. when I did it at the And at, I did the same the thing. I, I talked about this on, I think, one of the other shows, but I always said uh, my my bit about uh, the black bear, the cop shooting sure, the black absolutely. bear. Sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that, that I did that. I, I mean, I did it a couple times here. It always, it always does well here because everyone already inherently knows that the joke is there's no – it's the fucking whitest town in America. Sure. But I and did we that. know that there's bears, and we know yeah. there's bears. I mean, Definitely like there you go. Bears. But I did that on that that uh, online comedy competition, which, at oh, yeah. which is hard anyways. Which is hard anyways, uh, and just ate platefuls of shit. And I was kind of like, oh, these guys don't like get where I'm coming from. Yeah. So then I had to rework it and make it a little bit more palatable for your average layman, and I think that worked out well. Too. But you and I have talked before about that joke yeah it's one of my favorites i think it's a great great joke thanks yeah. it's fun it's a good one but you and i have talked about it and we said that if if a, if a black guy were to do that joke if, if chris rock did that joke or it would the roof off it would kill it would kill that's definitely a thing i mean yeah. that's definitely a thing and there's and there's some crowds that it's kind of uh, like, hey, you're white, you can't make that joke. Right. But there's some crowds racist. who think that. I mean, of course, it is. <laughs> that's racist. There's some crowds that <laughs> care about that, and there's some crowds that don't. And it's the it's the that comedy competition where I the problem was is it was judged by other comedians. Sure. And they they're all like New York comedians, sure. and so they're very much into like woke, like you can't say that lived experience kind of thing. And so they immediately were like, white guys said a thing about black people. Done, and I was like, "Fuck." Well, so that's a what was that? There was a show, man. I can't remember the name of it. Pete Holmes. Do you know the comedian Pete Holmes? No, he's talking about crashing. Is that yes. the, yeah. His yeah, HBO show? Crashing. yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was doing that comedy stand where he's trying to become a stand-up comedian. He's living with Ari Lang and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that show. Yeah. yeah, and he goes and does the com the college tour. Oh, yes, yeah. and that's what the whole thing was about the college tours. Yep. You can't make. Those kinds of jokes, right? There, well, and I remember there's one part where literally another comedian's like, "Well, what's your college set?" And he's like, "What? Yeah, like, yeah. What are you talking about? Because set. the college kids will get all upset if you yeah. make jokes. One, you're talking about shooting a bear, and two, it's racist. So you have a racist and killing animals. It's yeah. like a double doomsday joke. You can't tell that. Joke. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I would I would be terrible in clean comedy. Uh, I'd be terrible in clean comedy. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot of bits that I can work to be clean. I could maybe do five or... minutes of clean. Yeah. I could probably do well, five. Sometimes all you do. But then again, my timing's all wrong, man. When we did that living room set at the Chief Theater, yeah. and I bombed, I thought, oh, man, dude, like that was the longest 10 minutes, man. That was terrible. Then I got, I was watching my video. I did 17 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, it was way more intense. Yeah, I did 17 minutes. <laughs> it was the longest 10 minutes. And, and it's funny because when, when uh, Scott Parker first approached me about doing that show, he offered me the entire time slot. Yeah. He's like, do you want to do your first ever like 40 minutes. minute like, like, thing? And I was like, I thought about it for about 10 minutes, like, yeah, maybe I'm ready. And then I was like, no, I better get some other guys. <laughs> and then I got up there, and, it, like, 
five minutes was felt like five minutes was 17 minutes. I was like, okay, I totally could do 40 minutes. Yeah. I could t- completely do 40. It might not be good. <laughs> yeah, but I'll do it. <laughs> but I can do 40 minutes. I've heard a lot of stories like that with uh, comedians, like about how, like, there's a lot of comedians who get this thing where, like, they first get, like, a gig and someone's like, yeah, you're good for 30 minutes, right? And they're like, yeah, totally. And they're the only. They only have like, like done ten minute sets yeah. before or like five minute sets before and then it just ends up being like droning on yeah. and stuff like I don't know. I I'm gonna do I think um got a show coming up in Philadelphia on this Saturday. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Fifth. So they didn't want a comedian for that? No, they <laughs> Now they're like, you got a short guy with a mustache? We'll take him. I thought th- they don't want anybody funny, I guess, so they invited you. I'm confused. <laughs> We're raising money for the handicapped, and so they wanted one of their own. So I came oh, there. Is it, is it TDA, Tiny Dicks of America? Tiny Dicks of America. Well, now, is that soft or hard? Yes. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one and I'm not. You know, there's one time I am small, there's other times I'm not. Other times I'm oh, slightly well, less. Small. You're lucky. So I'm I'm representing the slightly less smaller wreck dicks of America, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be a great time. But I'm gonna do I think a 20 minute set between 15 and 20. Damn. So it's, it, it seems long, but man, it goes quick. I see. I mean, it if really you got your quick. points, because like there's been a bunch of times where I've had five or 10 minute sets, and I keep wanting to squeeze in bits that I'm already comfortable with, and I'm always over because it's like if you if you have a bit that you already know well. And you're going through that kind of like routine. It could be a three minute bit, and it seems like it's thirty seconds. So you like so yeah. it's all about like building things that you're all really confident on. I mean, I guess with with that that chief show with me, what I take away from it that makes me proud is that I w- I I obviously the reason I went seventeen was because the first ten was so bad. Yeah, and so instead of being like this is horrible get me off stage i want to leave you're like no i'm going to fix this i'm going to go until i get laughs and yep. i did right i got off as soon as i got that big laugh on yeah. the uh, i mean you were it was kind of up and down throughout but yeah. definitely the beginning was rough and we were kind of like he's still going and i going i started it. out i that's one thing i've i'm learning too is not starting out you know it's the same thing at the whiskey company when the two african americans walked in for the the set before I was going to do all those race jokes. Um, I kind of started out nervous and I made a comment about like, I was going to do these jokes, not knowing that half the population of African-Americans and steamboat is going to be in here tonight. Welcome you to, welcome you (laughs) to, I think I told you that like they, I, cause I tried to, I just knocked the clip off, but I try to like schmooze a a little bit after every show, just kind of like see how everyone's feeling and be like, Hey, thanks for coming. That kind of thing. And they loved it. They were all about. They're like, we're coming back, and they shook my hand. And well, like, their we friend was the, ruined my best joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was their douchey white knighting friend who was like, you can't make fun of my friend like right that. in the middle and, like, of my that's best not even one. What we're talking about. Yeah, that was no. my best one. It was too. a good one. It's like, dude, that's that that's the joke that's actually the sets up all the other jokes, and you kind of threw me off, yeah. and and that's why. Hey, man, shout out to myself. Shout out to Drew. The uh, the uh, Schmiggity show right after that that we were just talking about yeah. uh, was the, my first uh, first uh, I dealt with my first heckler, and I did it yes. smoothly and I moved on. It was uh, a guy at the bar, a drunk fucker at the yeah. bar that wouldn't shut the it's some fuck fucking up. hammer. And I let him go for a while, 
Mm-hmm. And then I was in the, that joke where I say uh, about I drove my family to the lake to drive them into the lake, and I got there and the fucking lake oh, yeah. was closed. Right. And and he didn't want to break. And he goes, "Yeah, fucking park rangers." And I was like, "Hey, hey, buddy, why don't you do? Let me do my show now, and you can do yours later." Yeah. And I just walked on. And then I didn't. I didn't stop. I was just like, I did that. Boom, boom. Yeah. And and of course, and it worked because when I watched my video go back, he never says another word afterwards. And then he came up to me afterwards and was like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to heckle. Yeah. And I just think I'm funny." And I looked at him and no. said, "You're not. Yeah. And not. it's not your show." I mean, I wasn't nice to him when he came up, talked to me afterwards, and was like trying to be like for me to validate him and be like oh it's okay buddy uh, i wasn't nice to him i was like no dude yeah you need right. to you shut, shut the up. fuck yeah. up dude yeah. it's not your show yeah. i don't think i don't care if you think you're funny no if yeah. you think you're funny then sign the fuck up and get on stage yeah, get the microphone because anybody's funny at the fucking bar exactly working off of other people's material right yeah you know you're sure. just going off of my shit getting laughs at the fucking bar yeah an unoriginal thought yeah, yeah. Like, well, well fuck you too <laughs> right guys yeah yeah now that guy was a drunk asshole and uh yeah you you basically you told him to shut the fuck up he tried to be like like something back and like all of his friends they didn't like tell him to shut up but they were kind of like dude yeah, I mean, no one wants to be by the eye guy. roll head down just dude yeah. the guy on the mm-hmm. stage the fat guy on the stage just called you out dude that's, <laughs> no, good. that's no good bro <laughs> Yeah, I had There's to, one girl in this bar, and we all thought we might have a chance, and you're fucking ruining it. <laughs> now you're that guy. Yeah, there's I uh, the one the last open mic at the press. Or no, I don't know if it was the no, last was one, like, the one before that. It was the yeah. Halloween night. It was the Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. I had to yell I at did some not girl. make that one either. No, there yeah. was there was uh to summarize, there was a girl. I was doing my bit. Um, what was it? It was about girls in steamboat. Uh, yeah. Is it the one where they get oh, the bite the six, marks? It was the 666 no. Club? Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it was. It was the, the going on Tinder, and I was like, uh, all these girls want guys in the 666 Club, which is guys who are six feet, six feet income, six inch penis. And I was like, uh, coming from a girl who's a six at best, sorry, Rebecca, or whatever. Yeah. Like, think about like calling some girl like who's a six making these demands. And she was like, I'm not a six. Or something like that. And I was just like, where are you from? She's like, Steamboat. And I was like, oh, yeah? Do you only date guys who are six feet tall? She's like, wait. It was funny because she like kind of like started to like lean back. Like we were having a conversation. Like she was starting to think. She's like, well, not really. Like, like going to give me a long answer. And I was like, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, like stunned. And I, I mean, the same thing. It's just like. Anyways, it just yeah. like me just moved on past it. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny because you kept going. She sat there like legit <laughs> wide eyed, and I was like, "That's what happens when you fucking yell at a comedian." Yeah, oh, dude. I, like I said, I've been watching all this comedy lately. <laughs> what I was watching last night, and he he said something to the lady because the girl said something in the crowd. He goes, "Oh yeah," and he starts to talk to her, and then she started like you, like she started in like on a conversation. Yeah, and he goes, "Shut the." He goes, "Sorry, shut up." He goes, and then he looks at the crowd. He goes, "My fault." I talked to her first. <laughs> got a huge laugh. Like, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. That's man. hilarious. Like, I sh- he just shut her up. He goes, shut up. He goes, my fault. I talked to her first. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. I was like, I'm not a six. I just so want to be like, you're right. You're a four. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good call. You're yeah, a two. Shut yeah. your mouth. Exactly. By the way, backtracking a little bit. Sure. Go for it. But uh, do you listen to Big J Okerson? Or you know yeah, I have no idea who that is. Big no? J. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, 
definitely one of my favorite comedians. He's New York guy, Philly. But he literally this is about crowd work. If you want to listen to some good crowd work stuff just to like get ideas, he has two or three albums on Spotify that are literally the crowd work sessions. Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. Seeing it doesn't help me with doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like No, that's fair. I mean, it might. Well, like, some people for me i just i i because I, I it's uh what i've been putting on are these because that's on youtube and mm-hmm. it's the laugh factory and it says uh it says uh, try not to laugh and then it's categories oh, so yeah. it'll be like black comics and then it just does like a bit from this guy and then it goes to another guy and it's like 17 minutes long but you'll yeah. get like six or seven comics in right. there doing a clip each right. um and then it just goes into another one and another one right. and there's all sorts of crowd work in there and right. i I'm yeah. jealous of it. I've tried it a few times, but I just haven't really gotten into the flow of it, which is funny because before we started doing this, like when I would do my radio, when I do the radio show with Brian Harvey yeah. and we were mm-hmm. doing it live from uh, the Barley and some other bars where we would do it. Yeah. I think we're signed up for Dude and Dance right before coronavirus hit. Yeah. So when we come out of that, hopefully we'll be at Dude and Dance doing the radio show. Um, but afterwards like when we're done i go up to the bar a lot of times and i end up meeting people from out of town nebraska and ohio and i'll just kill them you know just yeah. killing them at the bar with jokes and stuff like that and i figure man if i could just do that i just need to find somebody like those people at the bar and just get that rapport going back and forth but i just haven't been able to you know it's, well, still it's like nerves. anything it's a muscle you gotta flex well, and it's it, nerves man i have to admit after all this time and all these shows i've done now i still get extremely nervous i oh, do yeah. too i still get yeah. extremely I, nervous. i get nervous as hell yeah but like when it we're comes all to, still beginners and yeah. so it's understandable yeah we're but, pretty green for sure yeah we're all green and i i mean like after we kind of took a break coming back for me the nerves were a little bit more oh yeah um, but also then i mean at the same time though we did a couple shows <clears throat> The last couple, well, we went to open mics and there was like, it's still COVID-y and there was very few people at the open mic. I was sure. kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, I didn't give a shit. There's a couple of, There's a couple of the last open mics, one at the press and one at the whiskey company. I, I just got up there and I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Oh, the last one at the press that I did? Yeah. And I just, I literally got up there and my phone died. I was like, I'm going to have to use my notes on this one. Yeah. And then I my phone died literally right when I was getting called up the stage and I was like, Ah, fuck it. Like, we're care. doing it. It's like, too late. I was like, I kind of remember these jokes. We'll go for and it. And I'm, yeah. I'm completely opposite of that with this, with like the small shows and the, and the open mics. I think because I put on myself like, if we suck, because I get, the, I get the, I get the, because I know how people think. Yeah. I, at least I like to think I know how people think. And I they're think like, I know they're like, oh, we're going to go to this open mic at the press, you know, at the, or at the whiskey company. We're going to go. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be funny or anything, but let's just go check it out. You yeah. know, and they sit down, they're kind of like, all right, let's see if these guys are funny. I feel like there's like actually more pressure at those shows because it's like, if we suck, 
they're not going to come back or they're not going to tell their friends, hey, you should go to these open mic commies. They're really, really funny. So I feel right. like there's just like this huge pressure to actually be really funny or they're not going to spread the word or they're not going to come back. And, I get it. For you know, sure. that's where. I, and so I actually panic at those shows. Yeah. And I think that's why I struggle with the whiskey company, because I think I it's so close and intimate and yeah. and quiet. Like the barley is small, but it was loud and ruckus oh. and crazy. But at the whiskey company, everybody's sitting quietly with their cocktails and they're staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's where you and I differ. I love when everyone's quiet. That, well, cause, oh, sure. Yeah. Well, no, because sure. well, no, no, and not like oh, you're listening to me, like. I have control. If everyone's like quiet and looking at me, I'm like, cool, I have control. I'm going to run this now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's like, kind of the goal. Right. Sure. For the most part. But I've only um, had that like I've had that once at Barley. Like I remember one time I I made a joke and everyone at the bar stopped and looked. Yeah. And I had the whole and I was like, cool, we're in. And then one time at Whiskey Company when we did the This Is Not Happening show, those were the two times where I literally had everyone's attention. I was like, cool, I'm running this yes. right now. Yeah, Man, I don't know if I've ever really felt like I've ever hit that. Sure you have. I maybe, but I was probably in my own world and just didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 you know, like you were saying, dude, I, I black out in almost all my shows. That's, I always get off stage and go, did that? Did that? Did I do anything up there? Like I remember laughter, you know, yeah. but I don't. It's like half the time that I black out. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, when I when I uh the the first time right so it was uh leap day last year, so about 3 weeks before the covid shutdown was when I opened for Sean oh, yeah. and Caitlin at yeah. the Chief Theater. Yeah. And that's my best video I have on YouTube. That's my best one. It's nice. got over 300 views. Nice. Um and solicited very hard it does not come easy for i i watch people put up like a one video and also they got like 600 views because they have like eight hundred thousand friends yeah i have like 120 friends so if i get 300 views on my on my video i'm doing good yeah. all my friends watch this twice <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but that that was probably like my best show best professionally sounding show good yeah. show everything love going to the gym. that whole show was a blackout like really? total full on. How many out. minutes did you do? That was ten minutes. That was ten solid. How did they go? It was it. You did ten. Caitlin did fifteen. Fifteen, 15 and Sean, Sean did thirty. Yeah, he did like forty. Yeah, forty. Okay, he did like forty. Yeah, Sounds that better. was such a that was a great show though. Like yeah. the whole thing, front to back, was such yeah. a good show. Yeah, because Caitlin had Andrew her, uh, she had the, the the screen behind her. Yeah, she so had, yeah, she right. could do visuals with yeah. her song, and yeah. she said that's the ideal for her show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she and asked if we could do that at the bowling alley, and I was like, I don't think there's I can no way it because no way. it was outside. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be able to see it. Right. Um, and I mean, if, even if it was like dark out, it's like how am I going to get a screen right? that's going like to stand if, up if, in the wind? If they yeah. came back and we did an indoor. Yes. Then they have that huge wall that's a TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true. they could do that for her there if we did an inside show. That's She'd true. have a whole wall behind her. And her best song is that one about all the things written on the inside of bathroom oh, stalls. Yeah, the bathroom yeah. stalls. That's yeah. the, oh, my God. That's so good. one of my favorite jokes I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's to this point. I mean, every all her other stuff is great, but that one joke was truly one and how it finishes with the whole taco thing oh yeah so yeah. funny so yeah i've seen it uh i i unfortunately couldn't make that show i was working but i 
I've I've seen most of that bit on YouTube and it's fantastic. It's so good. And what a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. you, we've all seen the thousands of things written oh, and yeah. inside of a stall. Whoever thought I'm gonna write every one of these down and come up with something with sure. it. That's yeah. a fucking genius idea. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm always in awe when I look at something and go, Why the fuck didn't I think of that? Right. Like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Now, listening to all these comedy that I've been I keep coming across people with my jokes and that one is starting to kind of be like fuck dude that's mine dude that should be me there was a guy doing something about his high school how he was in high school and everything he was me i mean his whole setup i'm like dude that that should be me doing those jokes that's literally my high school (laughs) life story that is me we are like twins and he i'm like he's doing what i I wish i would have written because i've been trying to do something about like my high school growing up and stuff and and then this guy comes on the other night and he and he says he goes man i'm really into these murder mysteries like dateline and you know id discovery and all stuff and i do one of my main jokes that i first came up with was about how i love all these murder mystery shows and i just started sweating i was like oh come on dude no man <laughs> I, I was like come on there's there's just too many comedians everybody's a Fucking comedian. Everyone's a fucking dude, comedian. Dude, there are I mean, so many fucking comedians. Yeah, and that's there. why that's I get truth. worried about like I, I I try to listen to a lot of comedy, but I try to keep it with like people who are good. And I try to focus more on like delivery and stuff rather than material. Because it's like oh if you it, it's like one of these things like uh like that old South Park episode about how the Simpsons have already done everything. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like any concept you've ever had. At this point, somebody else has probably done yeah. it, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch that uh, Comedy Store special that's on Showtime. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the Comedy Store. That. Yeah. And, you know, they, they say that. They're like, you know, man, like, coming, co- try, becoming a comedian in the 80s is like, you know, it was there was only a handful of us. Yeah. You yeah. know, there wasn't a lot. It was like, they, they say on, like, the final episodes, you talk, there's some of the famous guys are saying, they're like, yeah, I don't understand how you become famous now in comedy because there's just so many people so there's, there's such a saturated field of and and pe- everybody's funny i mean like i said i've been watching these laugh factories and there are so many oh, comics yeah. there's oh, yeah. so many and, a and lot they're of really all, funny they're all extremely people. funny yeah. they're on laugh factory clips on youtube i mean they yeah. obviously the laugh factory thought they were funny they yeah on so you sit there and you go, man. And then you think, that's just in L.A. Think about all the comedians in Chicago, all the comedians in Indianapolis, all the ones in Denver. I mean, Miami. There's, I mean, there's in New York City. I New, mean, I was going to say New York, I think, is like the one. It's just, right well, now. It's just yeah. packed full of comedians. Yeah. It's just packed. Yeah. And yeah. To the so, so I finally came up with this thing because, you know, of course, we all have these ideas of grandeur in our minds that we're going to become famous and we're going to be in L.A. and they're going to want me in a movie. And, of course. You know, we time. all have that in the back of our heads, yeah, right? It's totally going to happen. And I finally just yeah, said, dude, my go- I, finally, I finally shortened my goal. And I came up with my goal now is to be the best, funniest comedian I can be in Steamboat, Colorado. Hey, and this is why, and I've said this to a lot of people, is like, Part of the reason why I put in so much work in trying to make the Steamboat thing happen is, like, think of all the opportunities and, like, really funny people we've met and stuff. Like, what, is it easier here or is it easier in Denver? Yeah, and, right. like, old conventional thinking is, like, way easier in Denver because that's where the comedy is. But the answer is, fuck no, it's way easier here. Yeah. In, in before 
before YouTube, before internet, sure, Denver. Yeah. Because yeah. you would have been screwed in, in Steamboat um, because you couldn't put your stuff out there. So now, yeah, if you if you want to put your stuff out there, you have the ability to do it here. But you're absolutely right, and that's why I've gotten behind you. That's why I push, and, and, and I get a bit irritated when I, I hear of disgruntled people because I sit there and go, dude, we should all be backing this. Yeah. Because it – is a great opportunity not to have to go to Denver. I We're told cutting you the line, my dude. story a million Literally. times about going down to Denver and trying to do an open mic night, and yes. there were 75 people. Yes. And then I Even watched- in Boulder, I was number oh, yeah. I, 28, 28 out, out of 28. 28. Yeah, we waited for five hours to do a, yeah. a set that nobody listened to. Nobody yeah. cares because they're only there to do theirs. Exactly. Right? So they don't care. If you're funny because they don't want you to be funny. No. Right? Because you're just more competition. Whereas for them. we have this small community where not only do we have like really enthusiastic people who come out and, and with the tourist aspect, fresh people yeah. coming in all the time, yeah. at least when things are normal, right? But like and then there's only so many of us, so it's like let's all be a tight community and like root for each other. Yeah. We've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. And we have a great opportunity here too, because the way you're doing it. Kyle is you know we're we're doing the hey we got a couple we got one open mic every week that's awesome it's at a different place that's even better because yeah. it, it breaks it up I agree um, yeah. and hopefully you know when we come out of COVID next year by next summer uh, we should be able to be back in bars and restaurants mm-hmm. probably maybe even by spring with the vaccinations yeah uh, if we're back in restaurants and stuff like that, and hopefully we can get back up and start breaking it up again where we do one in, in town and one up on the mountain. Yeah. Uh, that's even better. But then we have this great little theater downtown. That's true. That, oh, yeah. that we're not going to be there all the time. Right. But it gives us a spot to where we can do uh, a, a New Year's Eve show. I mean, right. yeah. think about the fact that we got to do a full-packed theater show on New Year's Eve. Dude. How many com- comedians have wanted to ever that have never gotten to do that? Dude, I just right. met I just met Sam Talent. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Sam Talent, such a good guy. headline, dude, he's the yeah. best. Shout out. He seen Sam, him. Shout out to Sam I Talent. saw him at the Chief Theater. I have his yeah. book and by his novel that at, he wrote on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, did you? I did. I saw him. I not the first year, I saw him the second year. Okay. Oh, nice. But yeah, I I was talking with him and like uh and I didn't know that he used to do the chief and he was like uh he's like, "Yeah, I used to headline the chief theater on New Year's." And I was like, "I just headlined the chief theater on New Year's." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Like what is this?" And he's like and this, he's this like, was, oh, you're the one that took my my honeypot. Yeah, gig? he was like, yeah, fuck right. you. Dude. Well, <laughs> it's true because the reason we got that was because Scott was like Dude, if you guys can fill the theater and I only have to pay you guys this much way money. Way less than Sam Talent. Way less. Yeah. All of us together. Apparently he asked for a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, all of us. Well, he's really fucking good. Uh, yeah. Really uh, good. He is really good. But a a certain person here in town uh, who is a fan of Steamboat Comedies had gone uh, to see Sam Talent at New Year's Eve. And then when he came back the next year, when I saw him, mm. uh, she went to because she's like, we, we do the New Year's Eve comedy at the Chief every year. We just think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And she was upset because it was the same show. And at a year apart to me as a comedian, you shouldn't be doing the same show. You we should break that. it up. So the fact that someone said that, I, I, I thought his show was funny because I just saw it. 
So yeah, it's funny. Uh, but uh, I was a little bit kind of like I don't know him very well. But the one thing I heard about him was somebody that was else at that show was like it was she was like it was literally the exact same show as the year before. Yeah, and that does suck. And I I actually it's funny you say that. I I remember when I used to do open mic in Ann Arbor all the time. I went there and there was a guy hosting the show, and he did some business. Like, he was pretty good. And then I left, and I came back like a year and a half later, and he wasn't hosting, but he was in the show again. The same guy, he did the exact same bits. Really? And I was like, come on. There's actually two or three people that did that. And I was like, I know you guys do this every week. I was like, spice it up, guys. Well, well and they talk about that in that, that Showtime comedy store. Yeah. One of the guys says, he goes, yeah, you know, I, I know lots of comedians. They'll come up to me like, dude, did you see my show on Tuesday, dude? I killed. I killed. And they're like, with the same set that you usually do, or did you do something new? Oh no, it's the same set. Yeah, come talk, <laughs> come talk to me when you kill doing new jokes. Yeah. Right, right, and well, and I constantly try doing new jokes to almost a fault. Yeah, I've, oh. I've I tried, do. I try to tell people here. I'm uh, like, don't be afraid to like practice your material. I, I'm so yeah. weird about it, man. I'm always like, I need, I need new stuff. I need new stuff. It's a fine like line. It, it you feel know, like, I yeah, I don't. I, but I'll see like the same faces, and I'm like, fuck, they're gonna, like, they already know this. Sh- Actually. I don't know who it was, or I don't know who she is, but someone like came up at one of the um, comedy in the park shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why does everyone do the same material?" Oh, it's, that's uh, Hadley. Yeah, I was like, well, "I mean, we don't have opportunities to do a bunch of yeah. open mics. Like, I have to just work on this stuff." Well, right. and as much as we appreciate her coming to every show, yeah, like, we for totally sure. appreciate that. But if you come to every show, you're going to see repeated jokes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I told her, I was like, listen, my jokes, I was like, yeah, you heard out of my whole set, you heard maybe one or two jokes that were repeated. But you're also missing the fact that all the other jokes were new. Yeah. Right. And, and I was like. But so, that's what stands out is the familiar thing. Yeah. So you know? I was yeah. like, I tried to, you know, and, and then like at the Chief Theater flop show I had, you know. When I wasn't getting laughs, sure, I went to the Honeywell, because I, that's why you well, that's keep. That's good, why that's yeah. why you have them there. Yeah. Yes. I was like, these are dying, and I knew that everybody in that crowd had never seen Austin right. Weird. I know none of them had heard that joke. Yeah. So even though I've said it a thousand times, I knew nobody in that audience had heard it, and right. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it because it's gonna get a laugh. To me, I feel like I'm cheating. Because it's like, yeah, I've done that joke and I know it's funny. Yeah. That's cheating. But it's not. It's like no, it's not. I'm struggling. It's practice. I'm struggling and I need something to get a laugh right now because these newer jokes are not working. Yeah. So um, but yeah, to a fault. But also because I I'll do it I'll do a joke. I think it's great. I'll do it at like in the park. And then I won't do it again because I don't want to repeat it. I want to repeat it. I want to repeat it. Mm. But it's great because I have them on all these scrap pieces of paper throughout my house, and I'll just pick one up and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that joke. I only did that joke once. Yeah. So then I can go back and do that joke again because even some of you guys who have actually were there and heard it don't remember it because yeah. it was one t- I did it one time, and sure. then I hadn't done it again since. You sure. Know? So. Oh, God, I have so many of those jokes. Yeah, oh, yeah. so do I. Like Sometimes I go through my notes, and I'm like, I did that bit? Like, like the, what I said earlier, the TDA, Tiny Dicks of America, that was the first joke I wrote. Dude, like, yeah, that's right. There, like, I was trying to think of where it was from, too. Fucking heat gun blowing on me right oh, now. Oh, no, dude. you're right next to the heater, dude. Like, it is I mean, kind of, yeah. Shit. I can feel like, hot air blowing on hot me. Well, <laughs> we should probably, boys, we should probably wrap this up. Oh, okay. Where we, at? we talked stand-up comedy. I thought we were going to talk about all, none of us dying about COVID. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot. They say we can wrap it up. That was supposed to be the point of this kind of yeah, podcast to talk about I started COVID. talking about comedy, and I'm sorry. I and then it whoops. It's wrong. almost like we all are into it. Like, it's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. Yeah, or Brian, Brian Harvey would be like, welcome to my world. Drew fucking steered the show <laughs> off the fucking track. <laughs> I, constantly, <laughs> I constantly do that on the radio. That's what we bring you into, the, the derail. <laughs> I, do, yeah, I, do, so, I do it well. So tell us, what was your uh, uh, COVID experience like, Drew? Oh, blowjobs and fucking drugs. And that was fucking like an orgy every day. No, dude, great. not Ameri- not the American Pie movies. What did oh, you do? Oh, yeah, that's what I watched. Yeah, <laughs> say, say enough about your Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so I, I literally, uh, I just woke up one day, felt kind of funky, felt weird. Yeah. I didn't feel, I felt like I had a stomach bug. Because I I had the I didn't have the non taste non smell I didn't have a fever I didn't have a cough I didn't have any of that the only thing I had that was on the the symptoms list was gastrointestinal I was diarrhea boy uh, so okay. that's what I had and I, so my wife didn't even believe I had it and she's like you know you guys know she's Miss Paranoid like yeah. I've not been able to do anything yeah. forever because she's afraid of COVID right. And so I, she's like, you got a stomach bug. And, and then and then I one day because I was out of weed, which is probably why I got COVID. What? <laughs> I believe weed prevents COVID. And I ran out of weed and then I got COVID. But I I, 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 it's I, so I went and got a, a, a little bit of weed and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to smoke some weed. And even though I didn't feel very good, but I was like, I'm going to smoke some weed. And I, I smoked it. And literally for like a half hour, dude, like coughed my lung up and i've never coughed like that smoking weed especially off such a little bit yeah and i was just like something's not right so i literally went from that point upstairs closed the bedroom door and told my wife i don't know if i have covid but i'm just going to start isolating right now because i don't want to get you guys sick so i'm going to the bedroom i'm not coming out and i'm going to schedule a test which was like for five days they were like we can't get you in for five days oh dude and i was like well shit i guess i'll just sit in here for five days till i can get tested and my wife just kept coming in and out of the room and i was like what are you doing she's like oh i don't really think you have it i'm like yeah but you're totally ruining the whole point of me being in this room right and then uh she says oh i called the place and they had a cancellation so you can go in tonight so i was like sweet so got right in yeah mm-hmm. went and got tested they were like oh yeah you probably don't have it because i didn't have any symptoms except for just felt weird and then yeah they came back like oh no you got it and so then my my i i, I so when i didn't think i had it i was just like ah, i don't even know why i'm here i don't even know why i'm here and as soon as they told me i had covid complete panic attack like just like Oh my god, I fucking got it. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die. I'm fat. I'm a fat fucking guy. <laughs> fat, fat people die from this fucking thing. I'm gonna be like laying on my stomach. I hate laying on my stomach. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die. And then I went home and I put on fucking CNN and they're like, 2,200 fucking people died today. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, that's worse for your health than the actual virus. Yeah, just watching the news it about was the virus. horrible, dude. It <laughs> fucked with my mind so bad. And then I was just like, okay, fuck it. I was like, I'm turning off the news. And I went to bed that night. And I uh, woke up the next day, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to die. I don't feel bad. I feel like I, I feel like I have a cold. I could lay in bed all day. and But 10 days in, like, a fucking 10 by 10 room. Oh, sucks. Oh, it was so horrible. Dude, my body oh, was, like, would hurt because I could only sit up 
so much because my room is so tiny. There's really not any place to really sit up in. Like this has way more room than my my, my bedroom. Like my right. room, like I have like this much on the side of the bed. You're rich. Why don't you have a big room? That's why I'm rich. <laughs> saving all that room I money. don't spend money. <laughs> rich people don't spend money. You, you, you're in the restaurant business. You should know. Yeah, right. Rich no people kidding. don't tip. I right? deal with it every day. Rich people do not tip. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I just that was the most miserable part. Like I could, I was like literally like it felt like the clock was going backwards, waiting to get out of that room. Yeah. And then the day came, and it was like, okay, you know, it's day eleven. You've been in ten days. It's day eleven. You're allowed to come out. And my wife's like, you coming out? And I came out of the bedroom for about 10 minutes. And yet I still felt sick. Mm. And I came out for 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't trust it. I'm going back in. Because I just didn't want my family to get sick. Yeah, So I was like, I'm going back in. So I mean, actually your wife, because she's like kind of got some high risk. kind Well, of, she uh, thinks she does. Oh. And, so, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going back in. So I actually went back in for an extra day. Um and and then because I woke up feeling horrible that morning and I was like, oh, dude, I don't feel this is like the worst I felt. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I came out for about a half an hour, like 15 minutes. I was like, I'm going back in. And my wife was like, what? And I was like, yeah, one more day. And then I came out the next day. You're really just like, and I've, and I've been out. Talk to my wife. And now it's great because <laughs> now they say I'm immune. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't catch it. I can't spread it. Yeah. And so I, I, I get to do uh, like normally I'd be bummed that I got to do all the 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 errands but now i'm like sure where do you want me to go yeah i'm like yeah. driving all around town i got the fancy car because she's they're still they're actually still in quarantine oh really yeah uh, because okay. even they, your kids yeah because they should be coming they'll be back in school this next monday okay. but okay. but they're at the tail end but theirs was 14 days from the last time they had contact with me yep. which was the day that i went to go get my test uh, so i was already three days in and plus, I'm only 10 days. They were like 14 days or something because yep. if you don't have it, it's 14 days. Yep. Yeah. So they actually have it longer. So they haven't been out. Of the, I mean, the kids play in the backyard, but that's that's it to get their outsideness. That's something. At yeah. least you got a yard. You're not like in a condo. In town. No, yeah. yeah. Duplex. Yeah. Duplex. Nice. Government subsidized. <laughs> that's why you're rich. <laughs> Living in government housing. I probably shouldn't talk about because it, it would piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> Really yeah. Bad. Good thing nobody listens to this. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, my brother will probably tell me about it tomorrow. Like or I something. said, nobody. Speaking of which, yeah. that's who you got your COVID from, right? <laughs> uh, most likely, yeah. I had mine back in July. Yeah, way and back then. So you you could probably still you could probably get it now. No, dude, I was just in the house for two weeks. I mean, hypothetically, no. you're more at risk than you were in like August, but there's also a good chance you are still immune for another couple months. Yeah, or, so or, like, or somewhere in between, and who knows? Well, so I got it in July. I went to South Carolina and visited my family. I came back in the, I came back super late one night. Went to sleep, woke up, and I felt a little weird. And then I cooked. I was cooking bacon. And yeah, Kyle, you were in the. Uh, so you probably got it on the plane flight there, because it takes like five to ten well, days to. Possibly yeah, I, I was yeah. in yeah. South. Yeah. I was in South Carolina for six days. For for six days. Yeah, and then you felt it when you got back. So yeah, yeah you probably got it when you were flying there. Possible. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually. I mean, it's so know. hard to know. Yeah, yeah there's I, no way to I know. No yeah, idea. I have no idea how I got it. Yeah. But I can't. And uh, yeah, I was cooking bacon, and you and uh, or Kyle and Doc, you remember, you know Doc. Shout out in front of the show, Doc. Yeah, he was in the or they were in the kitchen. I'm cooking bacon and I go to take a bite and I'm like, I can't fucking taste this. Like I could tell, like I could kind of taste salt, but I couldn't taste bacon. So I just slammed it in the garbage can. I was like, this sucks. 
And I was like, well, I, I got to eat that bacon, though, because I'm still hungry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then I, just, I masked up immediately. I was wearing gloves for a while. You were. Yeah, you were full like. I was wearing two masks. Actually. I had a mask and then a buff. Yeah. Because like. You masked over your mask and then had gloves. I remember thinking, I was like, Jared, you don't even have it. And then <laughs> I had it. <laughs> and you had it. And then, well, yeah, I went to I went to the hospital, or not the hospital, the emergency Whatever it is next to Walgreens. Yeah, that's where I yeah. went. You yeah. went to the old Staples building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I walk in. They're like, "Cool. Well, you don't really have symptoms of COVID." And I was like, "Yeah, I do. I have a fucking fever, and like, I feel dumb. I can't taste bacon. I can't taste bacon." I was like, "I." That's the big one. I, I like, mean, that's huge. Yeah. So I was like, "I." <laughs> bacon do- has a distinct taste. Yeah, it's hard to not taste it's bacon. Delicious. Well, I was like, I, I clearly have symptoms, and they're like, "Well, we're gonna test you, but we don't think you have it." And then it took, I'm not kidding, it took 15 days, 15 days to get my test results. Yeah, back. They were like, mind. it'll be done in seven days. And it took literally more than double the time. So I had to go back to work eventually because I ran out of, I had no money. And it got to the point where I was like, what are the CDC rules on this? I looked up online, like, what are the rules? Seven days without symptoms, hit it. And I was like, I'm going back to work. And then they called me a week later at work. And they're like, um, yeah, so you can, like, you know, your isolation's over. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, I'm at work right now. <laughs> like, I didn't have an option. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, mine came back in two days. Well, this is also, like, when everyone was getting – I mean, I guess everyone and is now. And it was now. new. And it, it was new. It was new. a little People newer. People like, out and shit. Yeah. yeah, which is whatever. But, like, you literally – you said one week, and then it was a week and a day. Or yeah. two weeks and a day. Like, yeah. I got fucked, and yeah, it was horrible. I just played video games the whole time and watched shitty movies. I think I watched The Waterboy three times. <laughs> or no, uh, not The Waterboy, uh, Happy Gilmore. Mm, I watched that when I was in COVID also. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we watched The Waterboy not that long ago again. Yeah, we did. Great film. Yeah. It was <laughs> the the shittiest part of it for me, though, and it sounds like no one in the house here got it as bad as I did because there was two days straight where I felt – I was like, I was missing a chromosome. Like, I was dumb. Straight up. I looked at my phone and tried to use Facebook. And I, I, was, I was like, I don't I don't know how to use that. And I just put my phone down and kept watching TV. I was like, I don't know what God. to do. Or I like mean, my, I feel like that every day. My so. mom called me, and I was just staring at the screen. And I was like, I think I should yeah, just swipe man. the green one. I got lucky. I didn't have anything like that. I never got. But I, you sounded horrible on your video when you sang that song with the guitar. Oh, that's just my voice. Yeah, no, that's just. You sound like a <laughs> that's shitty. That's just Rob how Stewart. I sing. That was awful. It was a great. <laughs> it was a good song. Like it was funny. Yeah, like, I agree with everybody. Like, dude, that's really funny. It was very funny. We agree with but the yeah, funny part. Yeah, the singing but and the guitar. All of the uh, musical part, not so great. Uh, I broke my 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 wife said, "Do you want me to bring your guitar up into the room?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah," because I got I have the Esteban, you know Esteban. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Esteban yes. used to the commercials. I don't know. That so is. I have yeah, these, I, know I have the about. kit, the Esteban kit, and it's in in the room yeah. uh, that I was in. So I was like, "Yeah, bring my guitar. I'll I'll learn Esteban while I'm in here." <laughs> And uh, I was tuning it and broke a string. <laughs> so You're like, wow, that was yeah, five was minutes like, of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Never even got it too. Five minutes like, of ding. Ding. Oh, Five minutes of fun. It's like what normally happens in your bedroom, right? Hey. It's hey. a premature Five minutes, I wish. <laughs> Twice in that time. Yeah. yeah, no, I put out a, that was one of the things at the end. I, I wrote a little dumb song and put it on the internet. You can go look it at my Check Facebook. it out. Check it out. There's links to my comedy show in Philadelphia. 
on that <laughs> post as well. Uh, but yeah, no, for me, like the the COVID though, really. I mean, I was a little hoarse and had like a cough and congestion and kind yeah, of linger. But I mean, like every oh, time like, you were walking around the house, dude, those hooves were fucking killing me. Mm. It was yeah. really loud. What does sure. that mean? Because I was a little hoarse. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry, slow over here. <laughs> I'm gonna blame that on the COVID. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick. Sorry. Cough on that. Filter, uh, I that really, pop man. So I really, I really didn't have it bad at all. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I was a Chetland pony. I was a little horse, <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I never lost my sense of smell though. I never lost my sense of taste. I never got. I got headaches kind of bad the first night. So my thing is, I, I had headaches. We were all hanging out, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna go to bed. I was like, man, I'm not feeling good. And I woke up in the morning. The first text I get is from Kendra. And she's like, hey, I just tested positive for COVID. You should get tested. And I was like, you fucking bitch, Kendra. Kendra oh, you, but she was over here doing like a podcast or something. No, it was because we were hanging out before uh, uh, open mic and shit. Because uh, they're yeah. like, and then I call. You got to be careful because my wife wants to blame open mic for me getting it. Well, this is I pre-open mic. Yeah. So I, tell your wife she's wrong. She's totally wrong. Totally wrong. The. I hadn't seen, I hadn't done an open mic since the lat, the whiskey company that I flopped at. Yeah. And that was oh, well that was, before I got. Yeah. Weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, that was like a month ago. That was yeah. a long time. I had actually skipped like two uh, open mics before I yeah. got Yeah. Those. I remember like going there on like a little group chat and you're like, fucking, there's no way my mom. I got it from the go. grocery store. I got. I swear, it's the only place I was exposed was the grocery store. Either I touched something at the grocery store and yeah. got it on my hands and yeah. didn't didn't wash before I touched some my mouth or something, yeah. or or it was when because people at the fucking grocery store pissed me off like so <laughs> fucking bad because it was like everywhere it's like. Wear your mask, stay six feet away, and then you're sitting there trying to get broccoli, and three people come up and fucking stand right. Like, like next to you, and you're like, dude, what part of six feet do you not fucking understand? Yeah, you get don't the, get broccoli get right away now. Away from me, yeah. And then I go to the milk carton and I open the door and I bend down, and I grab my, grab my jug of milk, and I stand up and turn around, and I'm literally face to face with a woman, face to face. <laughs> I was like, hey, thanks for the space, and she's like, oh, sorry. I was like, oh. Good talk, so you can spray some shit in my face. You should have just unscrewed your milk, oh. not said anything, unscrewed it, and then just dumped it all over her head. <laughs> uh, yeah, the point is, uh, COVID sucks. We all had it. Yeah, Fucking we all survived. Super lame. We all survived, luckily. though, luckily, so that's good. Yeah. yeah, and we should be, you and I especially, should probably be immune right up to vaccination. I would hope so. If, yeah. if the new study that comes out says six months, yeah, then we sh- it should be about six months when most people are getting vaccinated. People like yourself and myself, we probably won't be until June. About they, they're say, they're guessing around mid June to late June for people that are young, healthy. Uh, yeah, in, like you from and I. June to late July. I yeah. I, just, I just read a whole thing from Doctor Fauci today that by by he thinks it's totally doable by the first game of the NFL season next year on the first week of September, they should be able to fill stadiums. Cool. I mean, let's all cross our fucking fingers. And if you can fill a stadium by too. July, yeah, right? we should be able to do comedy shows and Steamboat by, I imagine, June. I mean, by uh, September, by June, July, we should be able to be doing some yeah. comedy shows. Gotta even so. if not even sooner than that. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, everything is just kind of wait and see and cross your fingers and fuck and hope you don't die. we we'll just get the numbers to come down. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so... Right. 
thanks should, everyone for yeah, listening. Yeah, you should do a closeout and then edit all of it. When <laughs> 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 it cut out, uh, uh, Drew just did a 40 minute rant about how <laughs> he doesn't think the coronavirus is real, yeah. and anyone who uh, who thinks it is is a dumb conspiracy theorist. And right? Birds aren't real, and they're all mechanical. Everyone, yeah, they're government spy drones. Yeah, they're yeah, spy that, drones. They're going to start shooting injections into you. You have no soon. idea, dude, those little finches. Yeah, yeah that right? turkey I ate last week had a lot of wires in it. Yeah, right? That's the best <laughs> part, though. I like that. the wire meat, dude. Do you, that's like, do you like the dark wires or the light wires? I'm a dark wire guy. I'm a dark guy. wire kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, big guy. More yeah. flavor. Yeah, well, Less yeah. copper. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm a whitey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? You go white wires? You go insulation? Really? Oh, you go full whitey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, said I'll be in Philly. I don't know anyone listening to this is in Philly, but if you are, check out my stupid song I put on Facebook, and you can get tickets with our friend Robbie Bernstein. Um, I don't know. You got anything going on? Do you doing Harvey's Huddle or anything like that? Uh, Harvey is in isolation right now. He's oh. got the, he's got the Rona. His family, he's in a one man through, huddle. Gone through his family, so we are out at least until maybe next week. We'll be back on, but okay. it's not right. two weeks from now. But at that point, we'll all be immune and we'll be able to do the Harvey Huddle, no problem. There you go. You maybe we can. Maybe we can even go to a bar. Hey, let's not <laughs> get crazy. <laughs> we're um, not open, yeah, but hey, we're immune. So okay, come on in. Yeah, right. <laughs> We should get like we were so making that joke. Me and Kendra were like with scarlet letters that we could wear. Oh yeah, it says, like, A for immune. Well, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. They're gonna have to do that. You know, plane uh, airlines are going to because Qantas just announced that they're gonna do it, and they're expecting other airlines to do it. That you are going to have to have proof of proof of vaccination to be able to fly. That's crazy. I love it because all the assholes I hate are gonna <laughs> fight it. And they're not going to be able to fly. Oh, it's not fair. Yeah, well, tough shit. Here's my here's my card. I'm I'll, going on the plane. I'll See do whatever buddy. I have to to fly. Yeah, who yeah, gives right. a shit? I don't give a shit. Oh, you got to show a card. Oh, shit. Oh, it's communist. Oh, no, it's a fucking card. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> People make too big a deal out of shit. Literally, masks were a big deal. All it was was like, dude, don't you care about your other buddy down the street? Mm. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, you're making a big stink out of, it, out of some government thing. Who gives a shit about the fucking government? It's not, they're not tracking you by a mask. True. <laughs> that is true. I mean, not yet. Once they get those government nanobot masks, they slap them on your face. Mm. Oh, yeah. Those. As long as it's only on the face. Hey, slap me silly, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up because because you you know next time I come for a podcast, there better be a fucking cooler of beer right here too. One fucking beer for this long of a you show. Want to see it was a tall boy. I also didn't think we were gonna sit here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, dude. Like we got more oh, beer. You want beer? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm parched hey. over here, dude. All right, we got you. We're gonna go drink a beer. Thanks everyone for listening. No, I said beer. Yeah. Anyways. That's the best we got. That's the closest you're going to get. Wisconsin proud, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Wisconsin. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Goodbye. Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast.